When you take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. Yeah, shall we start yeah, the podcast? Yeah, let's start. No, we've started it. You're leaving all of this in. No, it's recording. Yeah, it's all recording. But we got yeah. to start with a, an actual like intro, intro, rather than a soft, <laughs> a soft intro. <laughs> all right. Good evening. Welcome to the second episode. Uh, I shouldn't actually. I shouldn't numerize these. Uh, one of the episodes for 2023 for the Asian Action Cast. Thanks for uh, letting us into your living rooms. My name's Sam. I'll be the oh, host. Cars. Or cars, or on your way to work, sex oh. dungeons, sitting toilets. sitting in a in your one studio in your studio apartment eating beans because life sucks so hard and you're just listening to us because you got no friends. <laughs> Jesus, a bit of a downer. You just perfectly described my night. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, who are you, Nathan? <laughs> my name's Nathan. Uh, I watch bad Asian action films and talk about them. Yes, and Michael, who are you? <laughs> My name's Michael, and I also watch bad Asian action movies and uh, crap on them mostly because uh, the movie <laughs> Welcome we to watch Asian Action crap. Anonymous. <laughs> We've all got much. problems. Yeah, we all got yeah. problems, and we try to uh, hide our problems behind bad Asian action films, I guess. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, Jesus, we've been doing this for what, three, four years now? Uh, longer, I think. Like six. Yeah, I you think, think we'd be better think- at it. Yeah, we're bad. We're terrible. No, uh, I think we've been doing it since 2014. Yeah. I know we had a podcast in 2014. And I'm not sure if we're doing this one in 2014. Yeah, wow. So, shit, six, five, six years. Good to I, hate to, I hate to blow your mind. It's 2022. 23, bro. It's 2023. Oh, shit. Yeah, I just blew my own mind. <laughs> yeah, that's Ten, right. my friend. Nine years. Shit. Nine fucking years we've been doing this. Yes. So uh, as mentioned, we do watch a uh, an Asian and Hong Kong action produced film, um, and then we review it. We recap and uh, we we kind of break it down because they're fun. You know, Asian action films are fun. I think the distinction that we wanted to make was that the Asian action genre, Asian action film genre, is unique um, in that you know they've got poorly paid stuntmen willing to do anything, uh, and they just. I don't know. They feel kind of gritty, dirty, um, and a bit of fun. I mean, Hollywood's still trying to catch up, right? I don't think Hollywood ever got there. No, they never did. They uh, they skipped it. They just went, oh, we can't do this. Let's just make giant blue guys and a lot of expensive CG. Yeah. I, I wonder if this is just not a thing Hollywood is interested in. Not anymore. I don't think it puts bombs in seats. No. But it's amazing that there's still a market for it because obviously it exists you know, all yeah. around the world. yeah. People still paying for it. People still want to see it, but it, I, I don't know if it's it's a case of um, it's it's almost like it's the market's already served, maybe a little bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. It's a lot more accessible than it used to be. That's for sure. Yeah. All these streaming services. Yeah, I do want to get. I'm thinking about maybe trying to get myself a a, a shit higher. That's the one. Thinking about getting myself higher. Getting yourself higher on H- some brownies, uh, like hiya, like <laughs> no, just fuck with which is, yeah, which, <laughs> is stream- <laughs> which is a streaming service. It's a streaming service for this stuff. Oh no, shit. Okay, yeah, 
Yeah, but do, um, is it legit though? Like, do they have um, good stuff on it, or is it like Prime, where it's just all fucking dubbed? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if I want to roll the dice and gamble on it. Yeah, the Shaw saw... Brothers numbers all dubbed American shit on it. Like, oh, okay. Like I remember, like I watched a trailer for a a movie that's coming. They're bringing across um, Wolf Hunters or something that looked stupid crazy. So okay. I was like, Ooh, I don't know. You know, I'll what pay ten dollars a month for just to get that one movie for a month. Sure, why not? You know what would convince me would be a really strong sell for me if you told me that this Hia Hia whatever it is Hia literally H I dash Y A H Hia. If you told me that this streaming service had multiple versions of the same film but with different edits, different country edits, I'd be like, damn, I actually might check that out. Hmm, that sounds good, but I right? don't know. If I don't know if that's the case though, but I would do that. Yeah, because if there was yeah. a movie I really wanted to know the difference in, yeah, yeah, and even yeah. like a breakdown, like they had. Um, I'm not sure if they still do it, but I know Disney does on some of their things. They have like uh, the DVD specials uh, that you can watch, so like with a commentary or with behind the scenes, like that. That kind of shit really adds value for me. I um watched one of the films I I got recently from Golden Ninja Video, um. I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but at the beginning of it, they were like, "Oh, some of this is going to be pretty rough." Hey, um, <laughs> like, it's going to be. There's going to be some. Uh, we've done the best that we can, but there's going to be some bits where it's like the footage is just all grainy and all messed up, and and that happened before the movie starts. Like, all right, and then there was a lot of like special features. I miss special features for things like this. Yeah, I also miss like introductions where they're telling me, "Oh, we tried our best, but like, there's only so much you can do with a Taiwanese negative from 1983." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's i mean that's the beauty of films like the old hong kong and asian action films is you know they're they're kind of like time capsules and you see like a little bit of what they they had to do um with what they had and mm -hmm. like I, I follow like a few different people and they've got all these old posters and and you know behind the scenes like the story of uh tiger on beat where fucking conan lee jumps off and nearly kills himself because he misses kept grabbing the pole like that kind of shit is fascinating Jesus Christ, yes. we're doing it now. You just said yeah. it, Nathan. We really don't want to talk about this film. <laughs> it's no, just... We don't, we don't want to talk about it. Nobody's mentioned it yet. <laughs> no, no. I, I mentioned it. It's, it was Wira, right? Wira. Wira. Yeah, 2019. Look, you just thrown your mic on the table. 2019 film uh, that we're watching in 2023. Malaysian film, um, which, yeah, I got to say, it actually looks pretty good. Like, it, visually, it looks pretty good. They they spent some money on cameras, I guess. But I mean, like, you, it's standard right now, right? Like, it's standard quality. You know, like nobody's think... walking around with a fucking iPhone shooting films anymore. Like, no, no, I actually, uh, it's a, a. There is a. I, I haven't gone down the rabbit hole yet, but there is a. I was researching buying a camera, and one of the things that kept coming up is there are standard requirements for being on certain services. Okay. Like so, so the like the very bare minimum. If you are not filming on this, uh, like X, at least X, we will not put you on Netflix. Yeah, fair enough. As you should, because if it's shit, then they're not going to want their service to look like ass, right? Yeah. So I think I think I remember reading that like the Sony, like the the entry level for them is like the FX three. Yeah. Okay. So it's at least as good as an FX three, I guess, because this was That's on Netflix. That is fascinating. Because again, we're not together. We will be doing a together podcast pretty soon, as long as no one gets COVID. Yeah. Fuck COVID. <laughs> fuck COVID. Um, it doesn't exist anymore. Twenty twenty three. It's over now. 
I uh, scammed a fifth dose. Did you really? Yeah, it's not widely open to everyone, is it? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't necessarily bullshit, but yeah, okay. I, um, I may have exaggerated some uh, pre-existing health conditions. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> but, immunocompromised. You're immunocompromised. Aren't that's you? right. Did you, I, did you at least get the different strain one? I got the bivalent, man. That's all that's going around, like anymore. You you got to get the bivalent, mm. which covers just for Omicron. I never got um, the fourth one, so um. I Again, we're not talking about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we keep shit. finding excuses. No, okay, we're coming back to it. Coming, I'm going to throw some hot and heavy uh, trivia at you. Uh, so uh, this uh, is okay. a film directed by Adrian Te, who I had a look at his filmography. Not many action films in there. It's all like fucking dramatic pieces, uh, which I guess... explains a lot. Explains a lot. Like this film is uh, quite a, a big... You know what this film is for me? It's kind of like Aaron Brockovich. You know, with martial arts in it, it's like, uh, you know, like it's it's the small maybe town. It's, maybe it's been a while since I've seen Aaron Brockovich. I mean, does there's she, no um, boobs. Does she have a sister and a dad who just like you give them all the incentive in the world to just like, nah, let's just go. Like your house doesn't even have electricity, and they're just like, <laughs> no, man, no, oh, I'm not leaving my town. It's like that small town thing where the big developer comes in, fucks everyone over, right? And and they yeah. end it with a dance sequence to save the rec center. Well, no, not in this film. That would have been awesome if they did. Um, I don't know if any of you guys seen Reacher, but it's a very similar thing. Small town, you know, being taken over by some rich guy. Fucks everyone over. Um, but yeah, there. Yeah. So this Adrian Tefella, he's, um, uh, I think he's Malaysian. So, I mean, the film's Malaysian. So he's done a whole bunch of films. Uh, this seems to be the only action film as far as I can tell. Um, as I said, it was released in uh, 2019. One of the big reasons we chose this film was because it was only 109 minutes long, <laughs> which is fantastic. Ah. Thank God for that. But Jesus, it felt long. It dragged. It felt, it did, it did I drag. am going to slightly disagree. I didn't actually make, it didn't make me feel bored out of my brain when I was watching it. I, when you, Because I watched it after you, I guess, because you made me feel like it was going to be super long and nothing happened. There was a couple of fight sequences in there. They were interspersed. They weren't great, but at least they were happening. Okay. Like I, when I'm you glad. when you said, "Oh man, nothing happens for like the first hour." I was like, "Oh god, this is going to be <laughs> a slog." So I you did... actually, by you under like over overplaying how terrible it was, made me actually appreciate it. I was kind of hoping that's what would happen. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I, yeah. You were looking out for my best interests. That's yeah, that's weird. right. I just wanted you to be prepared mentally uh, instead of just going in and go expecting it to be kind of like fucking Buddha's palm or something, and just go, "What is happening? <laughs> nothing." Uh, I actually thought this might have been a little bit more along the lines of The Night Comes for Us. Um, or, you know, I, I guess I sold it to you originally that it was Bloodsport because I read the description to say that... That description's fighting. a lie. I read it too. To, total lie. There's no Kumite. There's no, no fucking uh, no five-finger death palm or whatever the fuck. Um, there's no Dim Mac. It's, yeah. In fact, the, the tournament is hard no tournament it at all. There's no there's tournament. No tournament. It's there's, that, there's it's that very old trope where, you know, the family owes money to a drug lord and they have to fight in a ring to clear it. Then they get screwed over. Then... It's a tale as old as time, Michael. It is, it is. Yeah. Anyway, I'll finish off the, uh, the, the trivia. There's not much. <laughs> <laughs> the main guy is uh, uh, an actor called Harul Azreen Idris, who plays Hassan, who's kind of like, he looks like Wolverine because he's got Wolverine chops. He's got a very well-manicured beard. 
Um, he's born in 88. So what does that make him? Fucking 34, 35 now. Um, he's a Taekwondo athlete, which having a look at some of his kicks in this film, I, I would have pegged him to be Taekwondo. Um, I thought maybe he might've done a Malaysian martial. Art. I don't know if there is one. Um, so he moves well. Uh, you wouldn't have thought that from his first fight scene in this film, but by the end of it, he's, he's doing all right. Uh, actually interesting piece of trivia for you. If you're going to watch this film, I might even recommend you don't watch the Netflix version and you watch the YouTube version. The quality. Really? Well, uh, let me tell you the, the visual quality, the resolution is terrible. But because the, the frame rate and the resolution is so choppy, it makes the action really visceral. Whereas Netflix just seems really like smooth. Uh, and you can, you can see like misses, I guess, you know, when you kick someone in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah a lot, there's a lot of... It got uh... worse towards the end of the movie for me, 100%. Like, yeah. Yeah, where he does a roundhouse and it completely misses. They phone it in. That's also, does, did anyone get really shitty with the... I don't know what it's called. Why can't I remember anything's name at the moment? Like the, the sound effects, the. Oh yes, yeah, like like the beating up on, like on meat and stuff. It's like. Yeah, and like when anyone would tense their arms, someone like was like tightening a, a, like a rope or something. Like anytime yeah. anyone was like clenching their fists, is like a rope sound going. Like leather or something. Yeah. And yeah, they were and all like... the same sound over and over again. Yeah, yeah. it was really yeah. distracting, and they would they would put them in when people weren't even getting hit. It was yeah. very distracting, incredibly distracting. <laughs> what's that, what's that word called? The the people that do those sound things? A gaffer? I, no, not a gaffer. Um, no, a uh, it's going to come to us. A foley, foley. yeah, foley yeah. art. Foley, yep. The foley artist shit. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I'll wonder if they up. got an AI to do it, and the AI was just <laughs> off a couple of times. I'm <laughs> yeah, starting to I'm starting to think that AI is getting particularly great, but also terrible. No, I reckon there'll be a foley. I'll see if I can find it by the end of the podcast. Um, so, uh, Hyrule Lazarine, uh, he's an actor, stuntman, fight choreographer, martial artist, and film director. I would have pegged him to be a model or a pop idol. Uh, he is 2000s fit. Like he is jacked and cut in a way that I wouldn't have thought a martial artist would be. Um, so yeah, respect to him. Um, I mean, he's pegged as like the next big action thing out of Malaysia. So not heard of anything else he's been in. I'd love to see him in a film with, uh, Uko Uwais. Um, Speaking of which, uh, the other notable actor in this film—they have is, about uh, the same amount of charisma. Uh, mm-hmm. I reckon I'd like—I prefer to see this guy, to be honest. All right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's kind of stoic, but I suppose yeah. seen a lot of eco um, lately. Yeah. Like, Rating on me a little bit. Um, the other actor in this film as well that's notable is Mad Dog from the Raid series, uh, Yayan Ruyan. Uh, he plays a character called Ifrit. Um, what's Ifrit from? What, what's the reference there? Ifrit is that like a a spirit? A yes, Egyptian? It is, I think it, I think it is a spirit actually, like a, a Arabian, Arabian, Arabic. Spirit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Persian. I am not the man to ask about that. I have not done my checking. Yeah, no, well, I have no. But it's it's it. it's deserty in some way. I believe. <laughs> deserty. Yeah. So um, he plays this uh, head of security, and he has the exact same look in every film. But he just has this incredible presence where you just look like he's going to go crazy, right? Like he's going to go fucking mad and kick the shit out of things, which he does. So thankfully... He, they... he literally does. He signs his own death warrant at the end of the film. But uh, yeah. that's cool. It, it kind of felt um, like he was... Because he is like a, a trained martial artist, felt like 
he was having to adjust too much. The main actors like stepped down too much because he felt like he was waiting for the hit. In that final choreography for me was worse than the group scene they were doing earlier. It just felt like he was he was too quick for him and had to wait on the hits and that's and the timing was off on the misses and stuff. It just drew it. I did appreciate in the last fight scene how takes down the, the good guy three or four times before he gets killed at the end. But uh, he, he he's he's so cocky he just gives him knives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love that kind of shit. That you know that bushido, that honor. You know what I mean? Like you're fighting someone because you don't want to see. I guess if you depends what kind of fight it is. But if somebody's being dirty, trying to cheat to win, it's a different vibe to somebody who's like trying to win honorably. I guess even if you are a crazy mad dog. Yeah. <laughs> even if you work for the drug dealer who just beats and kills people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really have any other. I mean, the the other main actress in this is Fifi Asmi as uh, Zayn um, Hassan's sister. Hassan's the main character, but I didn't have any other um, trivia unless you guys wanted to. Throw no, I got nothing. Me. I didn't look anything up. I thought about it, and then I was like, Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. I don't I, care I, enough. I did think it was unique that the um, you know the drug factory was hidden in the condom factory. That was that was slightly different trope. Yeah, why? I just why? Thought, I thought they were just trying to like join those two things together. Like, mm, premarital sex is something you all you people shouldn't be doing. Yeah, this <laughs> film is a little bit too uh, preachy for me. I, I was kind of like uh, I I thought it was funny because um you know they they're in the ring at the beginning having this big fight off and then they like zoom in on on this uh you know girl walking through the audience with a box of condoms and I thought. That's kind of weird to like, because it was like a hundred sponsors at first. I thought I was like a hundred sponsors, probably like one of their (laughs) their products that they try to product place. That's my new thing too, by the way. That is my one bit of uh, trivia for you, Sam. Was one minute and nine seconds worth of production company intros for this? Oh, really? You timed (laughs) it? Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be my new one. That's the one I'm bringing to the table. Who's winning? Which one has the longest production? Uh, I think the other one had a longer production. Actually, I remember that one going into the two minutes. Oh shit. Okay. But no, yeah. keep yeah, keep track because we'll, that's gonna uh, be my thing that I do this year. Long. Yeah. <laughs> that's your thing. <laughs> uh, it was. It wasn't that it was long. It was that it was notice notably. <laughs> yes. Get it out. It was. It you could just note just going. God, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, last bit of stop. trivia. This film was made on a budget of eight million uh, ringgit. I guess RM. What's that ringgit? Oh, that's pretty. pretty um. But its box office was seven point six million, so it uh, it had a four hundred thousand dollars loss. But oh, I hope they sold it to Netflix for money. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Although I didn't, it this didn't come up in my like my searching, like my like on my regular feed. I had to go looking for. It. I had to put in the name. I, I had to search it too, actually. Yes. Yes. And this is something it should think I like. Like, well, but that could just be Netflix being crappy. But Netflix it's... is pretty good. No, you'd see the description, right? And I, this didn't come in my feed either. I had to look up, uh, I can't remember what I searched, violent Asian films or, or martial arts. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but it came up along with a few others. And I thought I read the description and I was like, ooh, that actually sounds pretty cool. And it was not that. So but at the same so, time, like my feed's like full of random Indian movies. That one time that I watched one of those Indian movies. <laughs> Now I've got like 50 billion of them. They're like, no, no, I, I really don't want to watch all these weird drama things. Yeah, anything Stop, over three hours is a slog. 
Exactly. So to uh, to set the record straight, then if we're going to pitch this to the the casual observer, the viewer, how would you sell this film? That's actually really hard because it's really not very hard. good, and there's nothing really in it. Do you want an after-school special about going joining the army and then coming back to your your shithole town and just stay in the army? It's like a good. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, <laughs> it's a good ad for the army, I guess. Just stay in like, the army. Hey, hey, you don't you don't take it to a producer. You take it to the military, and you say, hey, hey, I've got an idea. We're gonna get some recruitment up. I know recruitment's yeah. down. I know it's down, but I've got a way to get it up. We'll put a really cool, hot dude who looks after his family and we make him the hero of this movie. You're going to boost retention because no one wants to leave because it's just like, ah, actually, you know what? Real life does suck. Yeah, stay, it keeps people in. It keeps people in and gets new ones. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's, my, that's my pitch. And I don't that's pitch it pitch. to Hollywood. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, I, pitch it to, I, I pitch it to uh, youth groups, Malaysian youth groups, and, the, and I get bankrolled by the... Bankrupted by the military, I think. Mm. See, I, to sell this film, I would not be, I would not be selling this as blood sport, like no, no fucking way. I would be selling this. Uh, I'd be saying, hey, look, if you, if you want a uh, a film about downtrodden a downtrodden town who gets saved by a hero, I would sell this as a drama, a drama, uh, thriller. With uh, with great action scene, <laughs> maybe scenes. Great action scene. Now, I, I yeah, that that's probably how I'd sell it. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, Mikey. I think it's about as good as you're gonna get. I think um, tried and tested plot with <laughs> with uh, yeah family friendly. Um, ideals against drug and crime and uh and join the army exactly and the air force for some reason at the end made absolutely no that made no sense i was hoping somebody would explain that to me because i didn't understand what's going on <laughs> what happened I did think... i miss something yeah you know at the end I, when right she's in the, the fucking end, air force holy and shit they... i didn't see that oh, okay. okay the credits did that play during the credits because the credits rolled and i was like thank god it's over and i turned it off Oh, okay, yeah. I think it did like a little credit and then went. Like it did like a one. Was there a was credits. Credit I did wait for credits. I was like, this it, can't it, be the end of this movie. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure it like... did credit and then it did like, you know, the not the hidden, <laughs> not the hidden scene, but it was like literally like 30 seconds in. They like cut to like afterwards and she's in the Air Force for some reason. And then she's sitting at a table watching news about commandos. And it kind of like alluded to that her brother was back in the commandos because I think he had like a face mask. And then she turned to like two dudes sitting at a table over there who were like had and they focused on their names, like their names was meant to mean something to me, which didn't. Were they the kids from earlier? You know, the kids that he's been trying to the kids that look like they're from nineteen eighties. No, I know. One of one of them looked like the guy that was was the dad when he was in the, the factory earlier, like stopping him from fighting. You know the others? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like one of them, I think. And he was like a commander. So I was kind of like, was there some sort of secret mission or some shit that we missed? Yeah, okay. And the other one, I have no idea. And and But as Sam said, I was like, what what the F is this? You know, he was kind, it was kind of like going like, he's like, you know, the army helped me out and made me the man I am kind of thing. And I'm like, all right, I get if she joined the army. But I'm like, 
oh, hang on, you're a woman, you can't do that in Malaysia. <laughs> so, so she joins the Air Force as a thing. So I'm okay on board with that, per se. But yeah, it just, it was weird. It made no sense. This film has a lot of things that are out of context. Like the opening scene when you've got, so the, the, the movie opens with a, uh, what, an MMA fight between two women. Yeah, and, but yeah. It's the, the sister and the daughter of the, of drug, the drug kingpin, which doesn't make any sense. But let's they don't tell you that. that though. No, you they don't, don't tell you anything. You just think it's, an, it's a like a fight. I think that, that that's when I was like, "Ooh, is this going to be a fucking Kumite movie?" No, Sam said there's nothing that happens for like an hour. Dang it! <laughs> and I was kind of like, I was kind of rooting for the um the you know the the other girl, the cartel, the time, yeah, cartel the cartel's girl. daughter, because she like looked like she was winning a lot. And I'm like, oh, she must be the hero. And then, then it gets turned around. I'm like, okay. I don't understand why the, why why the flick to the for. eyes is supposed to make her bad. I don't know. It's no, I know, no, man. Fight. And it's also why. in a drug den. Like they're fighting in a drug den, right? Well, they like, don't. Anything do should know be going it's a drug on. Den? How can you? How do you tell it's a drug den? You don't know that till later. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't. It, I don't. It, it was definitely a, a gambling den of some sort. Yeah, it, yeah. It I, definitely I, was it nefarious because it had chains around the around the edge. Oh, I don't yeah. think that's uh, MMA sanctioned. Like and chains. teenagers skateboarding in the background. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I Jones in the hockey one. <laughs> I just you didn't I didn't know who the characters were who I was supposed to like root for whether they were a good guy or a bad guy and yeah like you're right the bad guy. You only know they're a bad guy because they're sneering. Because the finger, yeah. I mean, the finger move, that doesn't seem to me like it's illegal at all. It's like, just get out of the way. If yeah. you can flick somebody's eyes, you can punch them in the face. Also, Mike, going back to those condoms, when they were walking around showing off the condoms, I was like, does the loser get banged by everybody in the audience? I was like, <laughs> is that where this is going? Are they, are they, fight, are they, are they fighting for their, like, like virginity, anal virginity? Not virginity, but, you know, like, there, is there something more on the line here? Because it does, it, it felt very, Odd. It felt very pedestrian, but it also felt very sinister at the same time. It felt, it felt like a proper like they weren't doing like ninja stuff. Like they weren't being super. They would just look. It looked like MMA kind of right. Yeah, yeah. But the and whole around it felt very like this is like really illegal and evil, and these girls are fighting for their life. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it up seemed on that too well. It seemed too well organized for it to be kind of to make me think. Oh, it's an illegal den, you know? Like they had. They had a ref, right? Like, I would have thought that an illegal gambling den. And they wouldn't be fighting on pads either. Like, a gambling den would be fighting a concrete. That's They'd be how glass. They yeah. Like every fake kumite. <laughs> you know? Hey, man. Haven't you seen lots of these films? These gambling dens? They're getting more classy. Yeah, I guess so. And maybe there's more money in it now. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> there always was. It's yeah. gambling. No, but I mean, now they, have, now they have actual proper regulations to keep the fighter safe. You know. Yeah, that's but that's it, why we're supposed to care that she got a little bit of a, a a fingernail in the eye. Who cares? Yeah, but I mean that whole fight finishes. They don't tell you nothing. You don't know who that is, what relevance they have, who's the good person. Like nothing. It immediately no. cuts from this fight and the outcome. And we're to, supposed to care. I don't know yeah. why. No, to, just, to him just, on a bus. We cut yeah, to the hero yeah. on a bus. To Rambo. going back to yeah, going back to fix a problem or something. He's like, I got to go back home and fix a problem. And you you know this because he's narrating. It's like a hard-boiled fucking narration. (laughs) Just to step out of it for a second, though. um, One thing I was impressed with was um, the range of this bad guy's compound. He's got the condom drug factory in the front and some (laughs) weird MNA fighting factory studio thing in the back. 
along with all this, like a the drug den dance club kind of thing going on. I was like, yeah. this is all in the same like venue. They're all his passions. Kind of funny. Safe well, sex and fighting. Apparently. <laughs> I like. I did. I did like the fact that he's got like apparently fairly rich customers that are totally cool and fine with just like heroin addict junkies like sleeping in their piles of filth, literally fifteen meters away. Yeah, exactly. Like, because yeah. the the club part looked pretty classy, like good neon, like waitresses and skimpy outfits walking around looked pretty classy. And then literally fifteen meters away, junkie. <laughs> Do you oh, know what one, I didn't appreciate one thing about the the um. Sorry, the subtitling, and I wasn't sure if it was a joke or it was just poor subtitling. He walks past a Lamborghini and he says a Lambo. No, I think that's a joke. Yeah, I was kind of like, is it a joke? Because it was really poor. Yeah, no, I thought it was a joke because it was kind of like to say it's, I don't know, like it's slutted up or something. I don't know. Okay. Something I didn't appreciate was that the, you know, Hassan is a very righteous guy, right? Like he walks past the fucking opium junkies or whatever. And he looks at them with uh, just complete disdain and then lights up a cigarette and just smokes, right? <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, man. That, you know, stop judging other people and like putting their on their vices when you've got your own vices. You exactly. Ain't no exactly. Well, he wasn't preachy enough for that, you know? Like, I was like, oh, God, everyone's smoking, like the sister and the dad and, and all of them smoke. And I'm like, if you're going to preach about joining the army, he should be like stopping them smoking, going, hey, that gives you lung cancer. Map or some shit. You know? <laughs> I do like the that. fact that he's like I am smoking. He he like really chewed out that one guy who's like, yeah yeah, how's your sister? Sister? Oh yeah, she died of heroin. Oh you suck. You had your, your sister's dead. Yeah, he <laughs> really was... fucking ripped into him, didn't he? Yeah, then he apologized from like five times later. Yeah, yeah, he apologized so profusely. He's like, oh, I'm real sorry, man. As yeah, if it was just... supposed to be this touching moment. Yeah, well, you know, you have to have something. He, that's the like the guy he reached, right? Because that guy does not go out to help. And then he calls his like little bro back. He's like, "Man, where are you? Your mum's worried about you." So basically, come from home, his apology, come home to our slum. I think that was the the point is they were trying to show off the karma, right? Like he made a good deed to kind of say, "Look, I was wrong to to make fun of your dead sister," and that one touching moment is the the catalyst for turning this this thug this thug's life around, where he actually grows a conscience, right? Yes, I think that's and, exactly it. Uh, like yeah. The, yeah, the the start of it. Yeah. I have a real problem actually. Well, my real problem is when they're walking. Uh, so Hassan, uh, I know that we're kind of blown by without any real plot points, but Hassan eventually goes to talk to um, the big boss, right? And yeah. while they're going there, they do this uh, like Tarantino esque Kevin Smith thing where they they show the henchmen kind of sitting around and talking, and mm-hmm. it is so cliche that they're just like, "I saw this hot chick. She was real hot," as if you know, like. That's all henchmen talk about because that seems to be the the standard. Man, that chick! Look at that chick! Oh, and a chick walks past. Oh, that chick was hot. It's like I'm, I'm. I mean, I've never been a henchman, but I'm pretty sure if I was a henchman, I wouldn't be talking about that all the time. No, you gotta have something else to talk about. Can't they just watch TV? Come on. Yeah. The one. Yeah. The one thing. Um. Just to like screw the plot, jump right to end point. <laughs> I did like the fact that towards the end of the movie, he's surrounded by all of them. And then all of the the you know, the henchmen get phone calls from their family members, their mom, and that say, "What are you doing? You know, come home." And I thought that was a good touch. That where did the henchmen come from? He's hiring all these slavey people in the village to be his henchmen. So basically, they're just normal people doing it because that's the only job that they could get. And so it's when yeah, the town. Calls, 
Go. That's why I'd, I like that too, Mike. I thought that was a good touch. I thought that was a like I, I don't you don't see enough of that in film. I just thought it was a bit too convenient. They all got calls at the same time. Well, everybody just put out that fire, and they're like, uh, "Where's Jimmy? Where the <laughs> fuck Jimmy? is Jimmy? Was Jimmy one of those? Dirt- I can imagine some. I'll, I'll give him a clip around the ears, carrying a bat, <laughs> lighting a fucking neighbor on fire. What the hell is going on with Jimmy? That kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Because yeah, you can't you can't say no to your own mum, right? No, no, that's right. well. Loose. That's the thing. That you know, like the thing is, if they were that kind of community, right? Then them treating uh, Hassan's old man with such disrespect and and rudeness, like that would come back to them. I would think that goes totally against that culture and that community. Because then, what would happen? They go home and they're just like, "I heard you were giving like this old man a hard time. I thought I told yeah. you better than that." Yeah, and if they really had a conscience, then they'd be like, "I, I wouldn't have done it in the first place." But at the same time, they're living in a slum flat, burning cars out the front. So, yeah, morals and virtues only go so far when they're getting treated that way. Yeah, but it would it would make more sense if they shown them to be uh, reluctantly disrespectful or reluctantly thuggish, yeah. whereas it just showed them enjoying it too much. And I just thought, you know, if that's the kind of person they are, I wouldn't believe that they would have a conscience. Yeah, yeah. I also yeah, have a but... real problem with Hassan not killing anyone either. Like, is that <laughs> is that a choice? What What is that? I was going to like that with the... Also, he, he, he did takes, definitely he kill takes... people. Well, did yeah. he? He, he? We threw some people over balconies. He's going to go, yeah, he's not getting out. He kills people the way Batman kills people? Off yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely killed people in this, in this <laughs> movie. Yeah. Even well, just hitting they, people with a with a very very heavy bat, or like lead pipe. He has a lead pipe at one point. Definitely kill people. Mm. Yeah, agreed. And blunt machete was like, even if it was blunt, you could still be like slicing them at the the you know the effort that he was putting in the swing. Going to yeah. go through. Yeah. So I, I think well, very briefly, like the, essentially the plot is just that there's a big rich developer who takes over a town. And everybody is kind of, they don't say anything to him because he's big, he's got goons, henchmen. Oh, he gets away with it. Like that's, I think there's a, there's a bit where someone's flicking through a, I think our hero is flicking, Hassan is flicking through like a diary and it's a diary of like what they, what the family tried to do to stop it. Tried mm. to take him to court. And stuff yeah, but they lost. So yeah. too bad. Well him, like, well, him and his family are like, uh, they're pariahs, right? Like they're the people who stood up against him and now he's making their life a living hell. So yeah. That's what Hassan's trying to do. He's trying to clear their their bad blood, clear their name. Well, um, not just that. Like you find out, like the two people that were fighting, one of them was his sister, and the other one was like the bad guy's like daughter. Yeah. And you find out that like, well, it, it is from one side. It's not from both sides, but yeah, probably the daughter's been like the evil daughter's been throwing her weight around or whatever. But she's the rich daughter of a crime lord. She gets to do that. Um. Apparently, the other one's like, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that so and so down. I'm gonna mess her up. And like, yeah, no, that's not a good thing to say to a drug lord's daughter. Like, that no. seems like a fight you don't have to pick. Like, yeah, what's up right. with this family and them picking all these fights? And he keeps saying that to him as well. He's like, you guys keep picking fight. Like the hero, Hassan keeps saying, you guys just keep picking fights. We should just leave. Like, we got yeah. nothing. That's his, that's his plan. He wants to leave the town and go yeah. like buy a house elsewhere, right? He wants and to go p- and buy a house where he works. You know, yeah. not an unreasonable thing to do. And for whatever reason, his dad and his sister are just like, nah. No, no. Ancestral lands or whatever, you know? Like, I, I never know. got the impression they were attached to their particular 
like land or I did uh, only because um you know the as Nathan was pointing out the like clippings and and the older shot of like back in nineteen eighty eight or eighty six or whatever when um they were fighting over the the um, village getting knocked down to build the factory stuff and he makes mention that his dad at a later point like they took your land but Get over it. Get over it. Try to think well, he, yeah, like once, once you've gone to court and lost, yeah, what are you lost. gonna do? Like that's basically what he said. What are you gonna do? Lost. Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna hold it. You, you can't. I'm not even saying you can't hold the grudge, but unless you're gonna do something illegal, which you're not, because you're like you, you mm. like a just one dude, you might as well just say do what your kid says and let let's leave. Secondarily, you do like the daughter is mixed up. The sister slash daughter is mixed up. With some nefarious shit uh, that she just shouldn't be around, probably. So maybe leave. Maybe just yeah. go. Yeah. But no. Oh, I'd understand if they couldn't. Like, if they, oh, you know, we're too poor or whatever, right? But they have an out right there. Yeah. Like an they have out. an out with a family member. Yeah. So, yeah, their, their motivations are askew. Because I never felt that they felt so righteous as to pursue this to the end. Their, their righteousness, you know what it is? Their righteousness to me turn, turns is belligerent. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there comes a point on that spectrum where you lose me entirely, and I don't care anymore. Even if you are technically right, yeah, get the fuck over it, move on. Because you're making bad decisions. You're making terrible decisions. You're letting your like weird rage dictate your future. Yeah, I want to just take a moment and talk about the uh, the actual big boss guy, the bad guy, Dane. The actor is Dane Said um, as Raja, the big boss man. And he is, uh, actually, I don't know if he's Malaysian, but he speaks with a very uh, British-accented English between, and he kind of chops in between Malaysian and English yes. um, quite fluidly. And I never felt he was villainous enough for me to to kind of hate him that much. He reminded me a lot of the bad guy from Ong Bak, except without that, um, you know, that smoking microphone <laughs> that he puts to his neck. Um, so he he's charismatic, but I never felt that he was that, bad a guy he's doing the drug thing he's got the condom factory both strikes against his name probably um he makes a read out of beating that beating up that dog dude in the chain when he first existed. yeah but what did that guy do who knows and he was doing a terrible <laughs> job beating that guy up too it yeah just, man. it was poor i don't know like like he did burn his dad to death at the end there but you know oh, does that happen does that happen if uh the the son that other guy is his son right the guy yeah that's right yeah, yeah. Bus. his son was killed yeah his son was killed in a by he doesn't know that it wasn't physically done by the the heroes you know like, yeah that only happens when there's an escalation to the point of ridiculousness again completely solved by going away <laughs> exactly yeah. all right let, let's get into what we're here for the action right I want to talk about the first action scene. And when I first saw the first action scene, I thought this movie was going to be the shittest movie I've ever seen. It was the the scene where he goes and talks to Raja, but then he's leaving. And so they, they were told, the, the henchmen were told to rough him up. And they all, there's a group of them, maybe maybe a dozen henchmen are fighting him in what looks like a chemical treatment plant. I have no idea what they're doing there. Uh, well, it's the rubber factory, isn't it? So, and No, in that, in that bit, I don't think it is. I think that's like... I think that's the uh, dance hall slash garage slash uh, fighting arena. Yeah. I don't think that's where the factory is. I don't know. So I don't know what all on. that stuff was. I assume it's uh, for the pool. I assume it's uh, chlorine for the pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Just to keep that pH <laughs> level right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
But it seemed to me a lot of the fight was just henchmen attacking him, kind of dodging away and then pushing them out of the way. Like, yeah, did anyone, anyone else feel, anyone else feel this of, was the most it, casual fight ever? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, Mike. Go, go. Yeah, he he was totally like overclass, like all of the the henchmen there. But there was one scene that I thought was was funny and innovative. Like he hops over the the rail onto like a landing, uh, yeah. like a beam, and he, he just he walks along like he's you know walking on flat earth, and all the others are like going whoa, and one of them actually walks along and then falls off because he <laughs> overbalances before he can even hit the dude, and I thought that was hilarious. That's I just I, I felt like he was strolling like this was the most yeah to the he point of like, absurdity it, it was he was strutting along that beam Strut. yeah i yeah. um i want to bring it just back to the actual original fight sequence which is the opening with the two women no. so the opening of with the two women is actually fairly indicative of how i feel about this whole film the sound effects are too loud and too dumb um the foley work is awful <laughs> it has a it has a weird thing where it's like it's sped up the edits are seem to be in the wrong spots but then it also completely stops the action completely stops dead it's got a like a robotic stop start feel to the whole thing and that yeah. carries on through all of the fight sequences but i do think the one the, the one that we're talking about right now the one where like he's on that catwalk and stuff it's potentially the most egregious <laughs> um it it is like he does a thing he stops moving that and he and he does a thing and then it's like the camera and the edit sort of stops to make the impact work more but because there's no real impact, nothing, it doesn't, it just feels like the action comes complete to a stop. So it goes from like, like fairly movie, like moving and being like situational to no movement all the time. It feels really jerky and shit. And they did try it like a few shots where they've like, they start side on and then they flip up to overhead when he does like the kick or the move and stuff, trying to like show like it in, in different angles as he does the actual kicks and stuff. But it only added to show, you know, either a miss in some instances, how widely, or or that you know they've totally choreographed it to death. It doesn't feel like, you know, a, a visceral fight as we're saying. It's totally pegged. I'm going to hit here, and you move into the spot. Yeah, hit kind of thing. I, I, I don't blame the choreography though. I blame the editing there because um, it's not True. edited very well. Well, um, yeah. Again, it feels very stop-start. They could have. At- and I'll add, like, sorry, to the, at, at the fight scene that you're talking about at the beginning with the two women as well, it felt like, you know, wrestling. Like, yeah. I think the get problem hurt was here, shooting. then I'm going to get hurt there, and then blah, blah, blah. It was, it was totally, like, fake. The problem with shooting, violent. like, a, a fight scene in, like, a, a, a ring or, you know, that, like, an actual proper fight as opposed to a fight in a warehouse or something is that there's no story element. So the... There's, you know, like in a in a warehouse, the Jackie Chan fight or any of the other you're fights. Moving, the you're film. moving through the space. You're finding you're through space. stories to tell with the space. Yeah. And it's like an ebb and a flow, right? Like you win. Oh, now he's losing. Then you win. But with the, the fight scene, it was just like back and forth. And it didn't seem like there was any story. Not to mention you didn't know who these people were. But, you know, like, oh, you punch someone in the ribs. They're sore now. That's a weak point. You know, there was none of that. It was just choreography for the sake of choreography to say we're going to do a few moves now you do a few moves so just there was no kind of depth to it it just seemed very flat yeah um the other thing i wanted to point out about a lot of the fight sequences in this film is a lot of the fight sequences feel like like let's do that hallway thing (laughs) yeah yeah 
let's do it that... so that everybody's on the same plane and they're only yeah, coming okay. from two directions that happens a lot in this movie like a lot they're not that creative with the fights but yeah i, I didn't like, have lot, very high like you know i didn't have a high expectations either but like just that I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like the hallway thing is getting overused a lot. Like, and I know technically they're not hallways, but here they he, they do it on the gantry. Where at this bit in this fight, they do it in their like apartment area because they're essentially on a hallway. It may be outside, but they're in a hallway, like where the stairs come up. So they're fighting. They're only fighting left to right. They're not fighting. Yeah. That well, happens a lot in this film. That that happens exactly the same on the bus. There's a bus fight. Yeah, I think it's to it's because I don't think. Maybe it's the actor, or maybe it's the story, or the, whatever it is. But you know, like with uh, I, again, I go back to Jackie Chan or Donnie Yen or any of the Hong Kong films. They move through space, and they don't need to. They don't need to limit the heroes um, because I mean, this guy he doesn't look like a parkour expert, right? So no. if they just put him in like a wide open space, he'll get mobbed with like thirty people or whatever. But to give him a hallway allows him to realistically, I guess, take on them two or three at a time as opposed to just you know otherwise he'd have to be pretty although they did they actually did do a sequence where he does get mobbed uh and the police have to show up and say yeah that's right overhead shot of him just spinning around trying to keep slowly not getting attacked at when he's rolling around like rolling around like a dark like he's fighting a dark souls boss (laughs) rolling essentially (laughs) no 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 one decides oh i'm just gonna stab him it's not like a I, Dark I Souls to... game because he he actually doesn't die. So yeah, well, I uh, but I did um think the bus fight was probably the better of the the lot. I I thought that was probably the better fight in the movie overall, just because uh of the again we're talking about using enclosed space, but the use of the space um with the weapons. Yeah, no, I agree. I actually like no, the no. Fight. That would be that would be my uh my favorite fight sequence in the whole thing as well oh really yeah uh, okay i thought i i really liked it and it certainly it, it changed my mind i thought oh, okay this film might actually be good um but i i like the intensity of her, the last fight and uh, certain moves that he does with mad dog um, well yeah I, I kind of almost put an asterisk on that fight sequence because everything good seems to come from ifrit like, yeah yeah, like okay. he does, he's um, he, there's some sequences in there where he's almost doing like drunken master shit. Yeah, yeah. like he's like whack, grabbing him with like his elbow, like the inner bit of his elbow, and pulling him in, and then headbutting and things like that. Like there's a lot of fun little things that he's doing in that fight that I really like, but that's all him. Grapples and yeah, and I, I do wonder whether or not um he choreographed that fight or how they split it because the the fights all seem to have a different feel, I guess, on how yes. they're they're choreographed or shot or whatever. Um, there's, a, there's a few things that Hassan does, which I think are fantastic, um, mostly Taekwondo-based. Uh, you know, like he does a jumping, spinning roundhouse and stuff like that. All of that shit. And it's like, damn, like this guy... And his face is on there. So, you know, he's doing it. And I thought this guy's a martial artist um, because the way he moves is really good. And it wasn't until towards the end of the film, which is why I think the fight scenes are better, that he has that higher level of energy that he's actually moving quicker. Whereas early in the film, it's like, he's just going for a stroll. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I, I agree with the choreography comment. And I, I think it was definitely, um, if it, um, doing the, um, 
choreography in that scene. It, but the thing that really drew me out of that was where I saw the most missed moves, missed hits, um, you know, an overuse of, of the, you know, punching in the arm, and then the get knocked down with almost a finishing move three or four times and get back up yeah, kind of thing. And I was like, that, that kind of drew me out of it. Like, whilst there were, yeah, I agree there were some nice moves in there and, and nice lockings and, and that kind of stuff. It just, the length of it with those kind of tropes that they threw in there, getting knocked down three or four times and still getting back up and blah, blah, blah kind of thing. I was like, yeah, nah, I'm liking this. I, I kind of, for the movie, I preferred if, if there were like, you know, finalization of some of this. It just, it was the end boss fight that I just wasn't into. It dragged kind of on. Thing. It just it dragged, and the missing hits for me with the poor editing was a real. There, there were a couple of a really a terrible like yeah. the the one specifically that really stood out to me was the he goes he does a, a I think it's a roundhouse the roundhouse kick, jumping yeah. roundhouse kick and it's from it's from like a three quarter perspective it's like above the people's heads and they do yep. a really loud sound effect but the foot misses like. By, so by, it's nowhere uh, near him. It's yeah. nowhere near him. Yeah, exactly. And he does the the whole throwback, like I'm hit as well, fake, you know, uh, kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, that didn't hit you at all. <laughs> and you know, like three shots before, you had him with the, you know, the the machete knife in the hands and stuff that was kind of cool when they're grappling around it. But then you just go and put something like that in there, and it drags it right out. <laughs> There were, I, I will say, in, in some kind of form of saving grace, there were a couple of scenes, though, in the film where somebody, I think it was the uh, cartel guy's daughter, does a um, a spinning kick, a backward spinning kick, and it it looks like it just misses Hassan's head by millimeters. Like, there are some shots in there that make it look really good. Um, but, yeah, like some other ones that are just really obvious that they've I, just whiffed it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I... Yeah, uh, it's the, it, you know what the problem is? It's the hero. It's specifically for me. It was the hero shot. Like, mm. you know, they they ling they linger on there, and the sound effects just being awful did not help. I did they find really... who the foley was for the film, by the way. Tell me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think we should name them because I think name if you're going to bag someone, you should give them the opportunity to <laughs> to defend themselves. But uh, the guy is oh, it could be a lady. I don't know. Hiro Ishizaka, uh, who's credited as a foley artist and sound designer. For the okay. 2019 film Weira. All right. Well, I don't know. Did you? I uh, let's just. I'll stop bitching about it now. Well, no, Hiro Ishizaka. Hiro Ishizaka, we've named you. Uh, we we don't think you did a good job, uh, and you know we allow you that maybe you were going through a tough time. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. maybe you're listening to too many bosses. That... Okay. Should we? So we've pretty much yeah. talked about the plot because there really isn't one. He goes back home. His daughter, the the sisters, got into a fight with the the gang. The dad's already got beef with the crime lord too. They've lost their house. They live in a slum. They work for these idiots, these crime people, and he's there to try and get them to leave because they're into too much money and they've got to go. This wraps him up in that situation, and then it just goes to shit. Right? The end. Really, that's the plot. <laughs> That's the whole plot. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't need yeah, to be the only the only um the subplot that ties it waves its way into the end is he has an old friend from back in the day who's grown up to be a policeman and he ends up helping him out um 
policeman wants to obviously catch the, the bad guy. Yeah, but, he's a uh, he's a he's an honest cop. Honest cop, and uh, he does the old throws himself to the wolves kind of thing by blowing up the factory and getting arrested for it, just to uh, take the bad guy down because he's that kind of guy. Cool, bro. Yeah, but then there's a <laughs> few few fight scenes in there. I do think we should talk about the the fight scene, like. You're right. There's not a lot of stuff that happens at the beginning of this film, but by the end of the film, there's a lot of fight sequences. They're not amazing, but they're okay. So what do you got? You got the the bus sequence after the they, they, so they they do like a tag team. Well, not a tag team. They're both in the ring at the same time. They do attack the sister and the brother. Fight the sister and the brother. Yep. The bad dudes lose. They leave. That should be the end of the debt. It's all sorted. Uh oh. They get on a bus. Who's on the bus? The people they just knocked out. Who they left at the place, and they were going straight to the bus stop. So I don't know how they got there first. Um. Yeah, they drove there real fast. They're wearing yeah, so hoodies, they, so you know they're bad. Yeah, and so they get on the they get on the uh, they get on the bus, and then they realize, holy shit, everybody in this bus wants to kill us. They fight all the people in the bus. Best fight fight sequence of the film, in my personal opinion. Then uh, they one of the bad guys catches one of the bad. I think the brother catches a knife in the back from one of the henchmen. Bad times. He dies. Oh no! Now it's on. Now the the big bad guy Raja goes and kills the the dad of our heroes. And then yep. from there on, it's on, pretty much. Balcony right? fight scenes. Balcony, Balcony fight, fight scenes. scenes. Balcony fight scenes, then uh, the police show up, and then he goes to the warehouse where the dad used to work, and that's also making meth. It makes condoms and meth. Yep, so. two of my favorite things. <laughs> and that's the that's the plot of the film, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. They get in a fight in the meth room, and things catch on fire, and the factory blows up. Yep. As At- uh, you would expect. Out of that, there's probably 30 minutes of reasonably decent fight sequences that I would probably recommend you try if you're really bored. <laughs> yeah, uh, the fight sequences average, are good. Average, like, the, I, I won't take that away from it, but it's just, it's hard to call it a, like a, a martial arts action film. There's great martial arts action in it, but it seems to be more dramatic. It, it felt like, as I said, like a bunch of tried tropes tied together to you know, pad it out a little bit of uh, you know, the idea that they kind of had. It was kind of, that's why I'm like in movie by committee. Like, let's make a, you know, promoting the guy going to the army and, and whatever and grab some tied tropes from every other martial arts movie ever made. Yeah, yeah look, it's, it's safe, right? It's safe. Um, the I guess the, the that's a good word. I reckon that's a great word for it. It's yeah, safe. It's safe. It, it doesn't the, doesn't try too much, and it it definitely doesn't try enough. The sad thing is that the the big bad guy that they built up through the film, I don't feel like he really did get his comeuppances. Really, you know, like it seemed like Mad Dog felt more like the big boss only because he was a physical um, opponent, but the big bad guy, he you know, he just has a gun, really. Well, he he gets his comeuppance by going through the justice system. And going to jail. Does he go to jail? Well, we 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 assume that. I don't assume that he was able to just take those people's houses before. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know. They I don't of, know how corrupt I, Malaysia is. How corrupt well, is Malaysia? I, I was <laughs> thinking. Yeah, well, good point. But I was. I'll thinking, Google um, it. I don't know how corrupt <laughs> they are. I was thinking because of the drug lab at that being actually blown up, and they can obviously trace all the drugs in there that. He would be kind of red-handed at that point, and it would be hard. And uh, they give people the death penalty, I think, for drugs over there. 
Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, to answer your question, Nathan, on how corrupt Malaysia is, man, we're making enemies of everybody. Again, <laughs> fully. All right. The uh, Transparency International's 21 Corruption Perceptions Index ranks Malaysia 62nd out of 180 countries. I said they're in the top half. That's that's uh, that that's countries whose the index whose public sector is perceived to be the most honest. Okay, so they're st- they're in the top half. All right, cool, good for them. Yeah, well, that, proud of you, Malaysia. That's positive. Well done, Malaysia. Well done. That's pretty good. See that we'd, we that was so we can thing. presume that he went to jail. Yes, we can. Good job. Yeah. Justice. Well, I served. also presume that Hassan got over his uh, you know crimes by signing back up the army. Oh yeah. Like like that old that old uh, uh, choice that American everybody gets. You can <laughs> yes. you can go to prison or you can go to you can go join the, the military. Army. I was already yeah. in the military. I uh, probably job. came in like an informant or something, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, As I said, it it kind of felt like they were trying to cram something in right at the end there that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see it because I saw credits. So I was like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I think we ringed the juice out of this film uh, as much as we're gonna do. Was there any any fun moments in the film that you saw where you just like whether it's a stunt man taking a hard knock? Uh, yes, actually, there is. There's, there was a fight during the Mad Dog bit, not not with Mad Dog. One of the few that I was like, oh, it was Mad, where the main character sort of runs up the back of wall and does a little flip. Oh, okay, I didn't Did see you, that. I remember. You didn't that. see that. He's like, he's fighting and he's sort of like he's he's getting his back to the wall. So he go he like he puts his he runs up the back of like he sort of does a little cartwheel, but uses the wall as like a flip. Like a bit of a leverage. Pretty yeah, good. Right. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, nice. Okay. So that would be your do-do this at home? Yeah, man. That? I'd love to be able to flip. I'm too fat for that. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all love to be able to flip. Well, true. True. I did... Uh, I my, my funny bit in the movie was definitely when uh, at the beginning, as I said, in that, that landing where uh, he's he's walking along it like he's uh, strutting along this beam and then the dude comes out trying to chase him and uh, overbalance and just falls without even doing anything. <laughs> I thought that was that was hilarious. Uh, well played. Uh, work. The the uh, I guess it. I hate myself for for liking it, but um, I kind of want his Wolverine mutton chops. <laughs> <laughs> they was they were so perfect. Like they were so manicured. They were like I've got a little bit more fuzz down here, but then they're really really thin here. But then there's a fucking hard line, like the hardest like yeah, by laser. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's just too perfect. He's supposed to be like a, a grizzled veteran, right? Like, but yeah, it's just too too well manicured. I love it. Like that. That's like the one thing that like we live in the slums, but we have awesome haircuts. Yeah, that's the line that we draw for ourselves. <laughs> and did anyone else think by blowing up the meth lab, everyone's getting high? <laughs> yeah, well, true. <laughs> and the I other thought thing it would have gone up a lot quicker. Yeah, well, that's true. That also, yeah, the explosion was uh, very delayed towards the end. But the other thing, like, um, overmatched with different weapon types, like, the the daughter of the bad guy grabs, like, two, I want to call them katanas, and uh, she's going out with the, the sister Zion, and she's got, like, a wrench. And I'm I like, like, I did like how the sister you... decided that she was going to take the break, break bus window in case of emergency hammer for the rest yeah. of the movie. She was like, yeah, I found my toy. I'm going to use this <laughs> the rest of the movie. That was unexpected. I- I kind of like. I did like the idea of it, but when you got like to the mismatch, and then you know, three seconds did that, she gets rid of it and gets a metal pole because she realizes this ain't gonna cut it, kind of thing. But 
at the same time, I'm like, why would you ever think that was going to cut it? <laughs> yeah. yeah two swords. I'm like, the most dangerous part is the last centimeter of that metal bit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did I did like uh that bit in the fight sequence with the, the two women where she just cuts her arm off. That oh, yeah. was unexpected. Like the the sister just cuts the evil girl's arm off like it ain't no thing. And then the other one just runs away. I don't know that that if this gets a sequel, it's her being a villain. Coming yeah, back with like yeah. a hook. It was one arm, yeah. <laughs> Maybe was, a chainsaw arm. That was unexpected because I thought that goes against the, the rest of the tone of this film, which has been very conservative about even killing people. Uh, yes. let alone maiming people. But also, she could have just let go of the sword. Yes, she could have. Hmm. That would have saved her hand. It would indeed. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, it was so quick. I mean, she like lifted the sword up and yelled and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking truth here. Yeah. Truth but anyway... So yeah, I guess you know. What would you guys think? Like thumbs up, thumbs down? Would you recommend this is, people watch this? This is the, uh, I'm gonna go is, thumbs down. I don't think I would watch this again. Yeah, I I do think there's a couple of decent fight sequences in here, but I couldn't in good conscience tell anyone to watch it. No, I agree. I, I this is thumbs down for me. Uh, I actually well, after watching it, I was like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all get them. We get it from time to time. One of the movies. <laughs> I haven't watched any, I've only watched one of the movies I bought uh, that we're probably going to watch one of the other ones next time because I don't think it, it would work for the podcast, but I think I don't want to watch it again just yet. It's not good enough. Um, but there's always the risk that when we watch the next movie, it's going to be terrible because we're all going in completely blind. Yes. We like to do that because uh, it's much easier to uh, comment on a blind cast and uh, comment on a movie that we've seen 50 times before. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes they're fun too, like not knowing. The 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 beauty of discovery, I think, is probably the, the most fun. It's the reason why I like doing these. Yeah, man. Anyway, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. It has been a pleasure. Thank you again, Nathan, Mike, for uh, another action-packed Asian Action Cast episode. Uh, we are available on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're actually on Anchor now on Spotify, so more accessible than ever. But yeah, no, thanks. Uh, hopefully we'll join everybody else again soon and we'll do this in person again soon. Bye. Lieutenant Sarah, what brings you back? Saya datang ini minta perkenan aja. Jangan ganggu adik dan juga ayah saya. You of all people patut paham what I built here. It wasn't just for me. Neil, makan.